This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's time to ask, what would Benjamin Graham do in 2022? And I'm not going to talk about his book, uh, which is great, and you all should check that out if you're into value investing. But yes, I know it's 600 pages long, so many of you will not check it out. But doesn't mean we still can't be wondering what will the father of value investing essentially, what would he want to do here in 2022? So the NASDAQ has had one of its longest losing streaks to start the year since the dreaded dark year of 2009. And even 2008, the NASDAQ started off very poorly and finished that year poorly because it was the financial crisis. In 2009, it started off terribly, but then it did bottom out in March 2009 and then finished in the green. So all hope was not lost the last time this um, NASDAQ had a really bad beginning of the year sell-off. But in 2009, we were at the back end of all the bad news, remember, And the Fed was not raising rates in 2009, but they certainly are going to be here in 2022. So a little bit different scenario going on with our weakness compared to 2009. But as you know, these kinds of sell-offs also means many stocks are cheap. And it's not just the growth stocks that have sold off. I know many of you value Investors have been watching some of your value stocks selling off, including the home builders, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast. A lot of the retailers been selling off pretty aggressively, you know, already cheap retail like the gap at multi-year lows still seemingly sinking. Um, I talked about Crocs on the show. We've talked about it in the past. It's cheap and it gets cheaper. It continues to slide. So it's not just Again, these, you know, the tech names or companies without any earnings, it's a lot of different stocks have gotten much cheaper. Even Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway have decided to jump in on all of this weakness. So I don't know if you saw in the news that Berkshire bought a bunch of Occidental Petroleum in the last week. That ticker is OXY. Now, you may remember, or maybe not, but a couple of years ago, Occidental bought Anadarko Petroleum, and they got in a bidding war. If if my memory serves me, it was with Chevron to buy Anadarko. And a lot of people think Occidental overpaid in order to win that bidding war, especially where crude was at the time. But they needed some more firepower to go in on their offer to win Anadarko, And who did they turn to? They turned to Warren Buffett, and he gladly gave them some of the money to win that bid. But, of course, he got very favorable, uh, you know, requirements on giving him the money in in that deal. And one of those was that he would get warrants to buy at uh, basically a cheaper price than what the stock is at at a later date. So that's what he's been doing. And I read somewhere that Berkshire now owns about 22% of Occidental Petroleum, and we're finding out about these buys because he is a over 10% shareholder, and it has to be disclosed at the time of the event, 
or, um, you know, Berkshire sometimes gets a few extra days after they do it. That's an agreement with the SEC. But still, we're finding out almost in real time versus waiting the 45 days after the first quarter ends, which is the usual scenario for, uh, you know, Berkshire's insider, all, uh, you know, their, their new additions and sales in their portfolio. So, yeah, he's been diving in, spent about, I think it was about $6 billion so far buying up those shares. And we still don't know what else they were doing in Q1. Like I said, we won't find out until 45 days after the quarter ends or approximately mid-May is when they have to do their filings with the SEC. And so there could be a lot of other interesting things going on. It's just it's not a you know 10% position, so we aren't being notified of it right away. But what about Ben Graham, the father of value investing? What would he be buying here? I am curious. So on Zach's Research Wizard, which is our more advanced stock screening product, I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. So we have a screener on Zach's.com, and I use that screen a lot of times. So you can just screen normal things on there for free. You don't have to have any like special account or anything to use the stock screener on Zach's.com. But we do have some predefined screens on there that are pretty good. And you do have to have a um, like Zach's premium account, you know, the one step up from free, basically, in order to get those predefined screens. So I like using those predefined screens that are on Zach's.com because they're pretty good and they're fairly basic and I can understand them. And I like what they what they screen. And I talk about them a lot here on the podcast. But. Zach's research wizard is the one that's even more advanced, mostly for professional investors, money managers. That's who buys the Zach's research wizard. It has all of our data in there and it just has much more powerful screening ability and it can back test and all this other fun stuff. So in research wizard, we also have some predefined screens and I've talked about these in the past. We have ones that are called the guru screens for the stock gurus. And of course, value has many stock gurus, as you know. And um, one of them is, of course, Benjamin Graham. He had a strategy that can be adapted for a stock screen so that you can try to get stocks that would follow along with his investing style. So I'm not going to tell you what's in that screen because it was pretty complicated in the screen. That's that's what happens on Sex Research Wizard. They're much more advanced. But um, one of the things in there was dividend yield. One of the things that was not in that screen was the Zach's rank. So for that screen, we didn't care about the Zach's rank. So we got some interesting results as a result because we didn't get a uh, screening for the rank. So I ran that screen on the research wizard and I got 19 stocks. Now, just to uh, tell you the difference, I also ran the Warren Buffett one, just curious to see what's showing up in that screen. And I only got two stocks in the Warren Buffett screen. So maybe he's not buying anything else in Berkshire Hathaway. I don't know. But his screen is clearly different than Ben Graham's screen because Graham's is giving us 19 stocks. Um, So what is in the 19 and what isn't? So there was no energy 
in the 19 stocks and there was a financial but no banks in there and there was a lot of chinese stocks interestingly enough so the screener doesn't know where the company is located right it just is giving it based on his strategy and there were several chinese stocks in there now i'm not going to talk about any of the chinese stocks because um, you know, I looked at one of them, it was up like 40% or something today when I'm recording this on March 16th, 2022. And I've stayed away from the Chinese stocks. I don't believe you need to own them in your portfolio unless you're owning you know, uh, some kind of ETF or an international ETF that has some exposure to it, but it's you know a smaller percentage. But um, I think you can get the same industries outside of China with similar growth or even better growth trajectories. And we just have more information and we're able to get more analyst coverage on the stocks outside of China. So I'm not a big fan. So I'm not going to cover the ones that are the China stocks on this. But there's plenty of other ones that were not China that we can talk about. So we're gonna dive right in so you can see what these are. They are different than what we normally cover. That being said, there was one home builder on the list. So home builders are still making it. I'm not gonna talk about it because I talk about it almost every week, right? It seems the home builders. Um, and this one was DR Horton, just so you know, DHI is the ticker for that one in case you're interested, but that one did make the list. But let's dive right in and see what else uh, interesting, intriguing companies are on Ben Graham's watch if he was still with us. Okay, so the first one is Sanderson Farms, ticker SAFM, and they're the third largest poultry producer. Most people know them, the chickens, and they're cheap right now, PE of 5.6. It does have the dividend. Like I said, this did screen for dividends yielding 1%, not super great, but you do get one. It has a 4 billion market cap. Year to date, these shares are down a bit, down 6.3%. And one year, they're only up 9.4. So they are, without even looking, definitely getting hit by the inflationary pressures. They have to feed the chickens, the all the feedstocks, that's gotta be rising. So they're you know, then COVID outbreaks, like all this stuff is happening. So keep that in mind with any of these kind of agriculture and the, uh, the poultry guys, especially. But uh, fiscal 2022 earnings expected to be up 56% to 3160 from 2422 over the last month. So the analysts definitely are looking at, uh, you know, rising earnings and rising year over year as well. So they're liking it. It is as X number one right now and still cheap on a PE basis. Hasn't come down as much as a lot of the other stocks, but um, still pretty darn cheap. So that's Sanderson Farms, S-A-F-M. Second stock is on the uh, retail and consumer side. These have been getting hit. So it is Movado ticker MOV, they're the watch, luxury watch um, retailer. So we only have one estimate on Movado because it's just really lightly covered still on the street. It is a small cap with just 806 million market cap. 
it does pay that dividend, which is supposed to from the screen, yielding 2.9%. That's pretty juicy. So earnings have really uh, boomed off of the lows. In fiscal 2021, they made only 92 cents, expected to make 341 this year. They haven't reported their holiday quarter yet. That's coming up in late March. So you're going to want to be tuning in. So all of this could change. They could report, could be a really great holiday quarter. They could see things, you know, demand continuing here into the next year where the analyst thinks it's going to cool down a bit. So the earnings estimate we have for 2023 is expecting a decline of 7.9%. So that's something to look at, but we really have to wait and just see what's happening with these earnings for Movado. Year to date, the shares are down 16.3%. Over the last year, they're still up 36%, and they have a PE of 10.8. So, Movado, I'm not a huge fan if I'm going on the side of uh, the retail consumer discretion. I still want to buy those that are winning and winning across the board with very hot brands. And so, Movado is just not the first one that comes to mind when that happens. You know, maybe if it sells off further here, I might be a little more interested, but the other retailers are also weak here. And some of those, like I said, just have a better trajectory. But uh, this was in the screen, so I'm just bringing it to you. And that's Movado, ticker MOV. Uh, The third stock, Encore Wire. Encore Wire, ticker W-I-R-E. That's easy to remember. It's a Zax number one. So what do they do? They're a maker of wire and cable. Well, that makes sense, right? Uh, They are in data centers, oil and gas, military bases, a bunch of different areas. So keep that in mind. This is more on the industrial side. Year to date, the shares are down 12%, but over the last year, up 77%. So it's had quite a run not surprising it's pulled back a bit. It market cap of 2.6 billion, so it's a mid cap. It does pay the dividend, but it's almost nothing. It's just eight cents for the year or 0.06%. So you're not getting much of one, you're not buying it for the dividend. And earnings are expected to decline 59% we have. And so that's something I would like to find out why. Did they spin off something? Um, what else is going on there? but expected to be at $10.74 from 26.20 last year. So um, just kind of wondering what's happening there. Um, But PE of only 11.4, so it is still cheap. We only have one estimate on Encore Wire as well, so maybe just something is a little wacky at our data there. And it's nothing to be concerned, but as I always say, you need to do your own research on all these companies and go listen to their conference calls, find out what is going on and what the demand is like for wire and cable. But uh, the economy is still pretty strong, heating up on the industrial side, coming out of this reopen still from the COVID. So I like these kind of industrial names right here. And especially if oil and gas is going to heat up a a lot, um, you know, maybe that segment as well will be heating up. So that's Encore Wire, ticker W-I-R-E. 
The fourth stock is called Aztec Industrial, A-S-T-E-C, A-S-T-E-C, and the ticker is A-S-T-E, A-S-T-E. So what they do is they make 100 products for a global base in infrastructure, aggregates, and mining. And so I, I looked around on their website to figure out what does that mean, and I see that they're attending the World of Asphalt for 2022, this big conference on asphalt, and they're going to showcase their products there. So that tells you kind of what it is that they do. So again, I kind of like these companies right here that are on the industrial side and you know, are going to benefit from the huge infrastructure bill that passed and the reopening. So they got both going on there. Their earnings expected to be up 15.7% in 2022 to $1.70 from $1.47. So I like, I'm liking that. They um, are a little more expensive here. Forward PE of 24.8, but year to date, these shares are down 37%. And over the last year, down 43%. So maybe they just got a little ahead of themselves. Everybody excited about the reopening and the infrastructure bill. Shares just got a little too pricey. So up there at 25 times. And so they're coming back down to earth. Because over the last two years, these shares are up about 52%, which is the same as the S&P 500. So they just got a little too hot to handle coming back down. They do pay that dividend yielding 1.1%, so that's not too bad. But Aztec is a Zach's number five strong sell because two of the estimates were cut for the full year in the last 30 days and none were raised. I'm assuming it's off the last earnings report and the analysts have adjusted 2022 estimates now off of what the company said on the last report. So that's where you get the strong sell. Um, but as I said, this screen did not screen for the Zach's rank. So we're going to get some of those in there, but I'm surprised we didn't get more than what we did, but we didn't. <laughs> but this one fits all the other parameters, um, Aztec does, but it's just got those two estimate cuts and the shares are a little bit pricier, but are coming back down. So might want to be one just to keep on your watch list here. So that's Aztec. The ticker is A-S-T-E. And then our final stock is uh, one we all know and have heard of. It's Japanese and it's Nintendo, ticker N-T-D-O-Y. So it's five letters, N-T-D-O-Y. It's exact number three right now. And um, these shares not down year to date, up 9%. But over the last year, they are down a bit, down about 10% over the last year. Two-year gains of 60%. So people really piled into Nintendo on the pandemic, right? Because we we're going to play a lot of games. And they, they were a pandemic play. And now, basically, over the last year, they're really not. So PE is pretty cheap, but not dirt cheap at 15.7 times. They do pay the dividend yielding 1.7%. So that's not too shabby. What do those estimates look like? They are expected to make $3.90 this fiscal year. That's down from 4.74 last year. 
So down 17%. So a little bit of a cooling now that the economy is reopening and life is reopening. And then next year, this is one thing I don't really like. Next fiscal year, the earnings are expected to be basically flat, just up a penny. So 390 this year, 391 next year. And so I'm kind of wondering why they the analysts think there's going to be absolutely no earnings growth going forward. What's behind that? So this is, again, another one that if you can try to find out as much info as you can about what's going on at the company before you decide to dive in. Um, I, I like a lot of the Japanese companies and I'm an owner of Sony, who I also like for the gaming side of things, but I don't own any of the game makers like an like a Nintendo or um, Electronic Arts or any of those. So Nintendo made our list. N-T-D-O-Y is the ticker for that one. So as you can see, it's quite a different list than what we normally get. And that's because there's no Zach's rank in there. And it doesn't even really screen for the PE, like the way we screen for it with our other screens. So we got PEs that were kind of all over the place too, but it has this secret Benjamin Graham strategy that's in the research wizard. So it still gave us some interesting picks that have the value components and some are dirt cheap like Sanderson Farms, but with a little bit different mix and a little bit different uh, considerations to look for in the screen than what we normally have. So let me repeat some of the tickers that we talked about on this podcast. So we did talk about how um, Warren Buffett is buying oil right now. That's what we know he's buying. And he bought some of the Occidental over the last couple of weeks. So it's OXY is the ticker for Occidental. And I did mention that DR Horton was in this um, in the screen. It was the only home builder. DHI was the ticker for that one. And then we had Sanderson Farms. SAFM is that ticker. Movado. MOV is the ticker there. Encore Wire. WIRE. Then we have Aztec. ASTE. And then we had Nintendo. It's the five letters. N-T-D-O-Y. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I really should use the Research Wizard some more to run some of the other value screens that are in there. Um, in addition to the Buffett one and this one from Benjamin Graham, there's uh, the Joel Greenblatt one, and there's a couple others that are value gurus as well as i think there's some growth gurus on there i should check out the growth ones too since growth is on sale maybe we could get some real good cheap growth names that's an idea so you want to be sure to subscribe be sure to get all of the um zach's value investor podcast you can get us on apple of course on spotify we're on amazon music you can get us on the SoundCloud, but we're under the Zach's Market Edge name over there where you can get both the Zach's Market Edge and the Value Investor Podcast two-for-one shows, but be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next time with some more value stocks. 
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.